Salo Falava. This is Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific. I'm Susana Suisuiki. Coming up, PNG fights to rein in resurging AIDS infections. Also, for myself, racing against the international teams like the New Zealand team here, it was an amazing experience. Cook Island's paddling festival finally returns. And later on, we meet the music group that's preserving Te Reo Māori. The head of the Papua New Guinea government agency fighting the spread of HIV-AIDS says after a record number of cases last year, they expect even worse figures in 2023. The National AIDS Council Secretariat's acting director, Tony Lupiwa, says in 2022 PNG had a record 6,500 cases, or about 18 new HIV infections a day last year. These are by far the worst in the country's history after it had brought the AIDS epidemic under control 20 years ago. But he expects even higher numbers when the data for this year comes out. Don Wiseman asked him what has gone wrong. Lack of awareness. I think there's not much prevention messages going out to the populations. Suddenly, the health promotion part of HIV uh, went down when we had budget cuts and there hasn't been much awareness and other preventative measures that used to happen before, they suddenly uh, stopped because of financial issues. So nothing went on air, nothing went on newspapers, nothing went on radio, which I think people thought that, okay, HIV is gone. There's no messages anymore about HIV. You would think, because so many lives have been claimed in Papua New Guinea, going back uh, over the past generation, you would think there would be a lot of knowledge within communities. Yeah, that is so. uh, But what I... I'm saying here is that because there's nothing uh, going out to the communities telling them to uh, protect themselves, people have gone back to doing their risky uh, behavior and all that. So the condom use has gone down, and I think that's why we are seeing the escalation of numbers of HIV again. And suddenly um, we get a big jump, 6,500 cases in 2022. That's almost double the, the number of cases. An estimate of 18 new cases of HIV per day. So I suppose that there are a number of things. What is the word from the government? Is there going to be some additional effort being made to inform people? Yeah, the government is now aware and we are hoping that the government will increase its budget for HIV prevention efforts in PNG, and that includes treatment and care, which has now become also a prevention strategy all over the world, and we are implementing that in PNG, and we have prevented a certain percentage of HIV infections in the last couple of years. The figure you gave earlier for 2022, that's actually the worst year ever, isn't it, in PNG? Yeah, yeah, that's the worst year ever. And it's frightening for me that it's a lot of people. We don't want to go there again. We're actually expecting more than that because we had the national elections last year. And usually during national elections, people leave home and they're in in campaign houses and and away from home and having sex with other other partners. And usually during after the elections, we see increase in 
STIs, including HIV, and we're expecting a bigger number when it comes to our statistics for 2023, which we will be releasing soon. Okay, so you think this figure might be even bigger? Yeah, I think the figure will be bigger. So there's a fair bit of work there for organisations such as yourself? There's a fair bit of work, and um, we are being pressured by the government to uh, pull our socks up and, and start doing the prevention, take the prevention strategy um, because that is our roles and responsibility for for the National AIDS Council. We coordinate the response and at the same time we are in charge of the prevention efforts while the health department is responsible for treatment and care. To an extent the government then is putting the onus on you or blaming you, are they? Well, I wouldn't say blaming us. Um, I would say I think we we are not doing what we are supposed to be doing, but we can't do those things without funding, and, and funding has been our problem for the last five years. The Cook Islands' prestigious Waka Eva Paddling Festival has made a comeback, hosting its first major international tournament in three years. Over 350 paddlers from across the Pacific region travelled to Rarotonga for the week of the competition. The event wrapped up on Saturday evening. Tiana Haxton has the story. The annual event last saw international competitors in 2019 prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. With the return of contenders from around the Pacific region, local teams have been training even harder ahead of the tournament. Cook Islands paddler Paul Murray Pittman of Ngakau Tuovaka says the influx of international competitors has been great for the sport locally. Yeah, it's been sorely missed just having all these international paddlers on the island. It's so good for the sport, like it uh, raises the quality of the, the level. Uh, it forces everyone to train hard and then get fit. And just today, like for myself, racing against the international teams like the New Zealand team here, it was an amazing experience and um, definitely learned heaps from it. The event has seen thousands of regional paddlers compete over the past decade. There were many first-timers involved this year, including Cook Islander Ben Raila, who took up interest in the sport during the pandemic. He was a part of the Ngākau Toa Waka Open Men's team. I started paddling in 2020. I got into it to make friends, a bit of fitness, and just enjoy a new sport. I've never done a water sport before. This is my first paka ever. It's awesome to have all the international crews here, sort of revitalise the paddling community and the sport itself. It's a great event to partake in. The final event of the season was the gruelling 36-kilometre round Rarotonga race. Raela was a part of the team that took on the challenge, facing a myriad of ocean conditions beyond the reef. Uh, we've just done round Raro, so we circumnavigate the island. Uh, you get all sorts of conditions. So our first one, we're punching into the wind. Pretty intense. Then you come around, it's called sideies, when everything comes from the side. Uh, our favourite leg is the surf leg, as you can imagine. It's where you get to catch waves, little bumps, and then you come back around, back into the upwind, uh, and finish at the slipway at Jack's. It was a tough fight for first place between Ngākau Tuawaka and mixed Oceania team Makaho. Makaho crossed the finish line with a time of 2 hours and 57 minutes, closely followed by Ngākau Tuawaka, who finished two minutes later. The winning six-man team had a mix of local, Hawaiian, Australian and New Zealand paddlers. 
Mitch Zanstra, one of the Aotearoa members, said it was a tough fight against the local crew for first place. So versus the local boys out here, we knew they were going to be strong. They had the local knowledge and we were battling with them the whole race and they were coming back at us strong near the end. So, um, yeah, we, we, we had to work hard and dig deep, but no, amazing to be part of Akaeva. He added that the team were planning to return to Rarotonga next year and compete again. The event was wrapped up with an awards night hosted at the Trader Jack's Beachfront Restaurant. Over 500 competitors and supporters gathered together to celebrate the successful return of Wakaeva to the Cook Islands. Preserving Te Reo Māori is front of mind for Ngā Tamariki Manihira Music Group from Aotearoa's far north. The young members are homeschooled and prefer to speak in their mother tongue. Lydia Lewis caught up with them while they were in Rarotonga. Steeped in Māori culture, these Kiwi kids, Ngā Tamariki Manihira, are proud of their language. Ko tōku ao um, heao manuanui, heao atākua, uh, nō ku te whiwhinganui, ko tāku kōrero ki ngā tamariki anō, ngā tamariki Māori. Kia kaha tonu, kia ako i mm, te reo Māori, kia tika, kia ora tonu ai mō ngāuri whakaheke kei te heke mai. At 12 years old, Tumanako Manihera looked me in the eye and told me speaking Reo Māori is a privilege, it's empowering and it's beautiful. Ko te ao Māori keirunga, ko te Reo Māori keirunga, o tira ko te ao, ko te ara o Ngāuri Whakaheke keirunga. He says maintaining our culture and our language will help build a brighter future for generations to come. Tumanako is one of the lead singers in Ngā Tamariki Manihira, who have been retracing the waves made by their waka, or waka, which made the journey to Aotearoa from the Cook Islands. According to tradition, the Matatua, otherwise known as Matatua Canoe, made landfall in Aotearoa over 800 years ago. Mauke historian Tinokura Auru Daire says the Mataatua was built in Mauke. Now you people pronounce it over here at Mataatua. What is the meaning of that? When my chief uh, named that waka for Taratoa Ariki, he said the eyes of God above will look after you as you travel the ocean. That's the reason why I call it Te Mataatua, the eye of God. One of only two Avaiki Nui or Cook Islands master navigators, Bia Patai, who also hails from Mauke, says he's grown up knowing about the Te Mataatua. He's dedicated his life to retracing the steps of his ancestors and gathering navigation knowledge that he says has been lost. It's a responsibility for me to make sure that doesn't disappear again, so that our young kids doesn't go through the way I went so that it can be taught to anyone. It does not matter what race you are or who you are, and that knowledge should be passed on. A history vital to provide the missing pieces not only to Awaiki Nui or Cook Island Māori, but Awaiki Tato or New Zealand Māori like Raiha Manihira. We found out some amazing things. that We also came from Atu, which is the Maora Island, Moke as well. 
Daiha Manihira is the Pautoko Manawa or CEO of Te Fano Manahira. Our kaupapa is about sharing our reo and sharing our culture and so we wanted to come here and do a bit of a cultural exchange and share some of what we've done in Aotearoa and learn how we used to live on Rarotonga and it's beautiful to see the connection that we have, the similarities and also the evolution of our culture. The group stated Aotearoa Marae in Rarotonga. President of Aotearoa Society, Derek Fox, says it was built on land gifted to New Zealand by the local ariki or chief at the time. We're getting groups from New Zealand coming up, Māori groups like this one, wanting to establish where they came from. This was the last stopping off point before Waka went from here to Aotearoa. More and more New Zealand Māori are wanting to come and make that connection and see where their chipuna came from. It's situated near the main town in Rarotonga, where each of the Paenoa or outer islands have a hostel. And while the building is seen as just another hostel to some, to Mr Fox it's more than that. It's a marker, Aotearoa. A marker of hope after a long journey for the family. When we were growing up, we grew up in a very urbanised place. And um, what helped us do is learning songs from our culture and that's what kind of made us feel connected to who we were and we didn't realize um, that we were having trouble until we started learning our language and we started learning about our culture then we realized the, the pain that we were in because we didn't have it. Raiha Manihira says while the children enjoy singing, swimming with the turtles and eating new or coconuts, for the adults this time has been somewhat of a rebirth. We wanted our kids to have to live in a world where they felt comfortable with who they were and so we fought hard for it and we worked hard for it. A world that she has not always felt lifted her up. Katae mata, katae tato. If we can do it, we can all do it. We've been there, we've been in the same boat as you where we didn't feel Māori enough, we didn't feel enough to be able to learn our own culture. We felt like we were lesser because we weren't connected to our marae or our people. But just know that you are capable, you are strong enough to do it and um, you don't have to be anything else um, in order to be Māori. You just are because of your ancestors, because of the, the fight that they've fought for many, many years. You are enough. So, kia kaha, kia maia, kia manawa nui. A journey now reflected in the children. Eight-year-old Ngāroi Matamanihira says her connection to her language and now her ancestors' story is her superpower. It means everything to her. It's my world, she said. Does your reo give you strength? I tatna koina te tihio taku manawa te ao koina te ao taku manawa no reira. And four-year-old Teata Mahina jumped in on our interview. Adding she had something to say. Not prompted by the adults either. Hikina te manuka. A call from the pepe of the group, Teata Mahina. Take the challenge, move forward, and pave the way for your descendants.
That's Pacific Waves for today. To listen back, head over to rnzi.com slash programs. We're also on Apple, Spotify and iHeartRadio podcasts. From myself and the RNZ Pacific team, till Fast 3-4.